Welcome back to Glober Get Out. I'm half the podcast, Sam. I'm the other half, Mel. Welcome back, you guys. Today, we are going to be talking about true crime. And um, yeah, suddenly we're a true crime podcast. Yep. That's it. That's all we're going to do it. now. That's it. Tune in every every uh, week. <laughs> Just, kidding. Just kidding. We're not made for that. Um, there's people who do it probably way better than we can and would. So... No, no. We're just talking about true crime because we are true crime girls, girls, and I think there's just a lot to be said about the true crime space and, you know, what's been done with it Mm -hmm. and where we're at currently. So stay tuned to hear all about it. So just starting off, I think like true crime has become such a huge facet of the internet. Mm-hmm. I think that it's definitely been something that's of interest to people because all the all of these shows that existed, like CSI, Miami, CSI, whatever the fuck, Dateline, um, Dateline, and Twenty Twenty, and like all of these shows that have been on television and on like cable, have now just become in a different form on the internet now, mm-hmm. and like there's creators who focus their channels content, and content yeah. on that so it's just really grown i think within the last like 10 years i even I, I still remember like the day that it not the day but like the time in which people started to like come up so quickly just from doing these videos mm-hmm. i remember bella fiori specifically mm-hmm. she did makeup and then she started shifting to one day a week making her content true crime yeah and i feel like it probably helped her grow significantly yeah she became like then a channel about true crime yeah makeup i think yeah which where where's bella fior yeah where you at girl (laughs) i saw she was traveling recently but where's the content she's tired of it but anyways well with content creation in general it just allows people to do what they want with content and it has you know leaked into every space including true crime i think there's two facets to the true crime content and community one being helpful and you know law enforcement appreciating the support and the communities appreciating the support and just getting the word out there yeah like educational educational too not just like solving specific cases but just helping people be more educated and make smarter decisions and then the other facet being misinformation or glorifying and like basically just entertainment value having no empathy for the victims things like that which like i think it can be said that crime in general and psychology the mental psyche of people is interesting it's fascinating but it should never be like entertainment when there's victims and people's lives involved And I feel like that's really hard to grasp when we have so much content available to us Mm -hmm. that it is so normalized. It's so just like, oh, I'm going to listen to another episode about someone getting murdered. Yeah. It's like, whoa, let me sit back for a second. Like, that person died. Yeah, I think it's definitely become like a a desensitization Mm -hmm. a little bit of the reality of what happened behind like this story. Yeah. Because it's... It goes, it's like we're no longer just seeing these like crazy things on like Like news. News, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's become something that like everybody can now talk about. Yeah. And there's like 
unlimited stories because obviously crime is like never gonna go away but Mm -hmm. like yeah you get desensitized for sure and it becomes a fucking issue because then you even sit there you're like i've just listened to to this i feel like i went through a period of time where i would literally that's what my entertainment was like Mm -hmm. i would listen to those things when i was doing my makeup or like cleaning the house and like it be it consumed me so much and i think that i definitely had to take a step back and be like these are real people Mm -hmm. um not that i like didn't 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 think that it was just more so like i consumed it in a way that it was just more like felt like a story versus a real person and that that really takes away from from it all I guess yeah hard to probably find that balance as a creator because obviously like okay we're gonna talk about later I think like our favorite creators and why and our favorite not favorite our most memorable stories and I think it's really hard to find the balance of like as a creator being like logistical and fact oriented and whatever or having personality and bringing your personality and conversation into it because like some people will joke like girl you should have got the fuck out of there or something you know whatever to that effect and that's like part of the desensitization but it's also like part of making it consumable which like I don't know maybe there's something to be said that it shouldn't be consumed but then there's the educational value I think there's just like this like angel and devil on the sh- on your shoulders like yeah. listening to true crime you're like you're learning so much it's so informative and wow that's crazy that that happened and i hope i never meet someone like that and then there's the other side like wow someone lost their life and i'm just i'm just listening or just, not even lost their life but is traumatized forever by yeah. something or lost a family member or whatever you know yeah so yeah i think that's like the gist the of that gist battle of that. yeah Yeah, I think more on, like, the personality aspect, like, it's hard to, like, I think at the same time, though, like, you have, if you enjoy, or I guess, like, again, like, I feel guilty saying enjoy, Enjoy. like, consuming Mm -hmm. that content, but, like, if that's content you like to watch or, like, listen to, because... I mean, it's enjoy, honestly. Yeah, like... I feel... Um, it's, it, like, I almost feel like it's helpful to have personality and like lightness to it because it's such a dark topic and I think that things don't always have to be so like grim and Mm -hmm. in a way you know yeah I I think there's a respectful way to balance out the two yeah and having things be digestible so that people can can understand and learn and watch out for signs because at the end of the day I think it's really empowering when in some of the cases that like the public has a huge part as, like, to why they solved survived it. or yeah. solved the crime. And, like, yeah, it's just interesting. Okay. This might be morbid to say or, mm-hmm. like, think about. But, like, if I were to die and, like, I was on a pod, like, my story was on a podcast, I think, yeah, there's, like, a balance of respect. Like, you don't have to be so factual and nasty and Mm-mm. just, like, you know, like, you could talk about the person like I feel like that's also part of it like when they just kind of are only, gory yeah, they only talk about like the actual the actual case itself versus like I think that's a big part of the people that we enjoy is they give background on who the person on who was. the person was yeah and also even sometimes giving background on the cr- the, the criminal mm. themselves and very like interesting where their psyche has like developed and like come to this journey of feeling the need to hurt somebody else that's what i'm saying it's so 
interesting. Yeah. And like, it's this guilt that you feel bad, but like, obviously I'm sure true crime has numbers up there, like in podcasting and creation mm-hmm. of probably growing in the millions, if not billions of listeners. So I, it's not like it's a bad thing that we en- enjoy listening and learning and whatever, but it does feel like a little bit weird sometimes. Like you just listen to too much of it and you're like, oh fuck, like I've been listening to murder every single day. And recently I was on a trip and my cousin's friends were talking about true crime and we're like, the conversation was like over. We talked about like two stories or something. Mm -hmm. And then this girl that was also there just like really dug in deep and was like, you could tell she was like a fanatic. Like she was like fascinated and almost like really desensitized because she was just like, oh yeah, he did this, this and that. And like, it was, it was a very gruesome this, this and that. Mm -hmm. And we were just like, oh. Like, we're this is like a casual true crime convo, not like a wow, that's grim. So, yeah, yeah, I think there are like fanatics out there that maybe take it too far, but they're just really fascinated. I, I don't think know. maybe the fascination comes from like feeling in control of mm. like the narrative or understanding. Like, you can prevent it. Because you can, like, you thinking you can prevent it. Or at least, like, watching out for signs and helping other people. I think those gruesome details don't necessarily have to be, like, discussed, like, so heavily. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's, like, that shit, like, I think about, like, the person's family or even that person hearing the stuff that happened to them. Not a true crime story, what I'm going to talk about, but, like, when Travis the monkey Mm. literally, like, ripped that woman's face off talking to her about those things or around her like that stuff like I feel like is just so sensitive so sensitive it's just mm. not good to over over over, dis- over discuss yeah. like mm. we all know what fucking happened we don't need to we don't need to visualize it unless you're out here like telling the full story like on the podcast I guess even then I think it's just like you can say something without having to say it all because mm-hmm. what the important parts are if you're trying to prevent something that's not what you're trying to prevent you're trying yeah. to prevent the actual like capture. you're not you're not gonna prevent yeah once it's happening yeah but i think it's like it comes from like a control sense of like yeah i know that i'm not gonna get in that situation which because like. <laughs> you know which you don't know but yeah. yeah i think true crime too has like a notorious rep of women being the most interested listeners yeah I gotta say, I don't really know any men who know true like crime the way the, way the women in my life do. Yeah. Like, if I bring up a story, they're like, yeah, oh my god, mm-hmm. no way, yeah, I remember that. Or, did you believe that person got caught? Like, I could go up to probably any woman and be like, did you hear? Did you hear about this? It's literally, like, not surprising at all, though. No, I mean, we're, we're the interested. ones trying to protect ourselves mm-hmm. the most. Men feel like they're invincible, which they're not, but they just have way less fear because they're less likely the targets and that's interesting because i feel like more recently i have found that like people men Mm -hmm. who like talk about true crime have only really been talking about like jeffrey dahmer and he like purposefully went after men Mm -hmm. and boys and i feel like that's because it's relevant to them you know what i mean oh i hear you like they only talk about cases that are relevant right to them which it it just like in in totality makes sense because True crime, most victims are women. Mm-hmm. And so here we are trying to... We're babies, kids, yep. and we're like... We're the nurturing yeah. aspect of life, yeah. Empathy and all that. Yeah, I don't know what it is about men not 
liking the story. I guess. Is it literally just comes down to like them not being worried them about not it. being worried about I think so. About coming into contact with true crime. Like what? I think it's like A, like I can beat them up. I can, like I won't get captured. And then B, like it's not gonna happen. It's to not me. gonna happen to me. Because mm-hmm. I'm not. Well, I think everyone has that like it's not gonna happen to me mindset you know what i mean you never think i'm gonna get in a car accident i'm not, I'm not gonna get in a whatever yeah. so i think that does stand but it's also like i think women have in the back of their heads like mm, i mean it yeah. might though that's like a topic that we like wanted to discuss before is like yeah. the the fear of being a woman and like all of this little like nuances that we like go through and situations we come up with in our heads about like checking checking the back seat every time we get into a car or like looking around and seeing if like there's anybody sketchy like men don't do that so like i think it makes sense why like women are the most like listeners and viewers and just people con- consuming that content what i just thought about though is very interesting that so i was going to your apartment yesterday and there was this guy walking towards me as i was walking towards your gate Mm -hmm. and he looked like a worker like a like a maintenance guy or something and he passed your apartment and went to the house next door and i wasn't really paying much attention to him but i i saw him and then i like looked to my right to look at him and he looked like he was like Ben, like he looked sketchy i don't know what he was doing and he goes hi like all awkwardly and i was like mm, i don't like that like i need to get inside this apartment because what the fuck is that and then i just like scenario i'm like he's yeah. not really a maintenance guy he's pretending he's trying to get in that house he's yeah. trying to rob them he's from blah 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 like he's gonna freaking kill us all i don't know but then i think on the flip side if i was a man maybe i'm in just you know making assumptions here mm-hmm. If I was a man, potentially I'd be thinking, like, he's trying to break into that guy's house and, like, that's property. Like, that's what I'm worried about. I'm worried about the property, not me. Like, I'm, I don't think he's going to hurt me. Right. But he's going to fuck up that property and I should call the cops because I'm looking out for that person. Yeah. Which is just, like, God, that's what men do. Like, if there's a creepy guy or a car parked in front of my house, my dad's instantly on that shit. Because he's, like, worried they're going to break into the house. Versus, like, hurt somebody. Like, obviously hurt us if he gets in the house. But, or, like, if I'm walking around. But it's, like, they're they're thinking about the break in. You're thinking about, he's going to hurt me. Yeah. Or that person's going to hurt me. Yeah. My immediate thought is more so that. Yeah. My dad's more so, like... They're gonna break in and do something Property. in the house. I don't yeah. know what they're gonna do. I don't know what they're gonna do. That's the worst part. They 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 can't even get that far. <laughs> yeah, they're like they're just gonna break in. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, I think it's super interesting that women love true crime. And yeah, I'm here for it. Let's all be educated. I think the best thing that came out of it was my mom, my sister in law, and my sister and I all have like our little if I go missing folder dude i need one of those you need one of those and it's just like passwords to like important things like your phone password your instagram password your banking password do you because you know you have to like obviously change your password sometimes you go back in and like well we only did it last year so i haven't had to change it yet but i I should i should be making mental notes of that but obviously only give those to people you trust because yeah don't want people getting into your banking information and snooping around but, yeah, I mean, the educational value is there. I think a little, like, tidbit that we want to go on into is, like, going deeper into how things can be either helpful mm-hmm. or hinder, like, investigations. 
it, I feel like when true crime started on the internet, it was very much about things in the past. Like long time like ago. Like long time ago, like unsolved cases, cases that just like were extremely unpleasant and like really... Were like notable. Notable, yes, things like that. But like more in the recent years, I think it's become current current and people like, like this person is missing and that's my brother and yeah I need to find them. and it's it's very interesting that like more so the big name podcasters and content creators of like the space mm-hmm. are renowned and like they actually are the ones who like families reach out to for like their audience to help out and stuff mm-hmm. it's just so interesting but like, it's what a tool yeah it's just a tool now which is really cool like we said i think like depending on how it's done it could there could be a lot of misinformation i can i can see it being more helpful than it is harmful, harmful. Mm-hmm. but i think i don't know if i want to like name the certain case but i think we all know which one we're talking about in the more like this last year like gabby petito i'm just gonna say it i think like a lot of misinformation was just like spewed out and i think it's just more so because Like, the community itself, I think, is very aware Mm -hmm. of, like, how to speak about information and when to receive it and when they can, like, say it and when, like, the public... creators or just the whole... The whole community. Uh But I think with, like, a case like that, it became so big that everybody had had uh, an output and, like, an input, I should say, and, like, was spreading all of this information. Some of it was true. Some of it, obviously, was just storytelling and trying to, like, make... I guess, like, not drama, but, like, making the situation more intense. It was also just, like, intense. like, how many videos do we really need from the same right. age, group aged of people talking about the same thing with no information? Like, I can only imagine as a detective or, like, someone trying to solve the case, like, FBI agents, they're looking at this stuff because it's part of their job. Like, someone's posting a new video, maybe it has some solid leads in it. Like, now they have to watch this shit, and it's, like you reported nothing new like you're just yeah. and did you make that up now i need to go follow that lead and see if that was even factual i need to message them like yeah it's creating more work rather than resolving it so like i think people who go in with the intention of like i want to become famous because i made this right. video and, and that's whatever. A, another facet of thing of like being really hurtful is like if you're just using like somebody's case that's like very fucking awful like mm-hmm. You know, it, it, that's somebody's life and you're trying to gain either fame or money yeah. like from it that's just your priorities Which, are a little skewed obviously like the the leaders in the content creating for true crime like they've probably been there done that exploited a few families or whatever so it, it does suck to say like leave it to them because i don't think there's ever like a time where you can say there's no room for anyone new because there's i think always but it's also like just don't have the wrong intentions about it like yeah. especially with something so heavy i mean if you're going to do old cases okay do old cases but like especially current things that's when you need to be like extra sensitive because the cops are still investigating shit like yeah. this you can't just be throwing out information but i mean at the end of the day a lot of the information that was given and you know looked into they ended up finding some really solid leads from right and eventually solving it i'm not gonna say that the community solved the case because that's not really probably true but that vlogging family who had footage of of their van like stuff like that it's insane like just the little things like she was a vlogger so they knew a lot about her there was so much like interesting information about her 
And then like this family who's conveniently also a vlogging family, like happens to get footage of it. Like these little chance things because of where we're at in the internet. Yeah. Like solves crimes. Is that not just like insane? I mean, if, if we think about it, it's just like before, like we said, we had all these other like crime show crime or true crime like sh- shows, shows or the news like yeah or like america's most wanted like that <laughs> stuff you know what i mean like we had that and that was our that was the way that the public can see all of that information and mm-hmm. get some leads but now we're just on a more expanded like no and like there's so much information every so. single platform can be a way of sourcing information yeah which is helpful and hurtful yeah. but i mean but it, oh, it's always been that way too so it's not really yeah I think it's uh, an interesting concept is like, what is it What is it like on the detective side of like trying to gain information from public? Mm-hmm. And they have to the do internet. it very, yeah. Specific, like Criminal Minds, that was like my baby starting steps mm-hmm. into like true crime and like understanding that process. And then like, what was the show on Netflix that was about the Criminal Minds? Like the guy who created- Mindhunters? Um, yeah, Mindhunters. So like, we're pretty new into like, really solving crimes and getting good at knowing criminals but the communities are out here helping solve crimes but yeah yeah i think we'll probably talk more on that in like glowing hour yeah i think i have one more point of like with all of this new desire to consume this content and Mm -hmm. wanting to figure out crimes and like i don't all that shit obviously like we said there's a lot of helpful shit but there's also been like a lot of glamorization of the murderers themselves and the criminals themselves. Oh, right. As we all know, like, I think now it's just become a thing to make money from. And, like, people, big companies have been creating their own, like, versions and storytelling based on, like, what these murderers did. Obviously, like, bigger names and bigger, like, serial killers and stuff. But yeah. It's, it's like, just, just make a movie based on these ideas or something because those are, like, re- it's real. Like, mm-hmm. real stories. So if you're inspired, as sick as that is, from these stories, like, go do it. And if it's good enough, you'll make money without the big name, basically. Yeah. Like, it's using the name that's, like... I don't, I don't know where I lie in, like, all of that because I have, like, obviously consumed... Yeah. Guilty. ...things that like recent shows that we all know but like at the same time i feel like in in this kind of space maybe only documentaries should be like allowed for a true crime for a true crime like i think reinterpretations like dramatizations and dramatizations and of things i don't know that that's like so sensitive mm-hmm. to the like, victims and stuff i think it would be really interesting to have a conversation about that with like a wide group of people but one that I can think of that I feel like was done well. I'm like thinking more deeply about it because it's been a while since I watched it. But The Staircase on HBO. Uh-huh. I feel like, I mean, to a degree, it's a dramatization. So they had to make up things, I'm guessing. That's a very interesting what? case in general okay, yeah. towards this topic because I just said documentaries are probably the only thing you should make uh-huh. or docu like a docu-series. Yeah the quote unquote criminal himself made a documentary made a documentary and that's and that's also like 
not was necessarily he exploiting good. He was exploiting his own, his own thing, murder, and also like trying to create his own narrative. So like, there's a lot. I get, and then the show mm-hmm. actually made him look more guilty than yeah. the documentary. So which that's just like interesting. Yeah, so it's just like there was a nuance there with like there is no I don't right know. or wrong. There's no right or wrong. Maybe I don't know. I really don't. We think don't there think is. so. Yeah, I think that was like a really interesting one because especially ones that are unsolved or like you're unsure you're like, which like sketchy. we'll talk we'll get about into that <laughs> but yeah I, I agree i think it's like a very tricky topic to walk upon and not that you can't talk about it with other people tricky but just like as a society where do we stand yeah like what is what is too far and what is educational and informative i just feel like if you're inspired <laughs> weird but if you're inspired by like a a case yeah creating a story not directly about the person like the maybe exact things but they like create because like we all enjoy watching scary movies and like watching shows about murders and psychological yeah. like people who have like mental issues like all of that is very interesting i i get it but yeah. i think like cr- directly taking somebody from a case and people from like victims from those cases and creating stories or, like, a dra- dramatization of it mm-hmm. is just... But also, like, there's power in that, too. You know what I mean? I think involving the victims... That is, is what brings more power. I think there's the right way to do it, maybe. Maybe that's it. Like... Yeah. Involve people who who were there. Or, like... Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like... Especially I, if you're, like, Netflix. Like, you which, got money. Which one was it that, like, had, like, some of the victims who, like, got away? The one who was like really, I mean, they're all charismatic, but like the one that was really charismatic. Oh, Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy. They had real. They oh. had real victims come back, like and like who got away or like who they he tried and he they like were sketched out mm-hmm. so they left that type of situation. I think that was interesting because like it brought perspective on like Someone what it was actually like to you know interact with him. Yeah. Yeah, I think there is probably a right and a wrong way. It's just like as a society, where do we stand? Where do we draw the line? we're all making it up as we go so i think it besides like true crime like exploiting somebody's story and not either paying them involving them or asking for permission is just not right or having empathy in in the general Mm -hmm. message yeah moving into glowing hour i think we want to discuss some of the most memorable cases Mm -hmm. and then some creators that we enjoy and hopefully they don't cross any boundaries (laughs) we don't know but we'll see you there we're back and today we are drinking an old-fashioned which i was unaware that there's like basically no mixer in it it's just Just straight whiskey breath yeah honestly though it's kind of giving like detective vibes right now this is what the detectives are drinking late, like at, a, late at night like a cigarette you're like i mean let's try it is <laughs> yeah wow um it made me warm wow i mean it flavor wise it's good it's good just thanks dad this is good whiskey but <laughs> just a bit strong <laughs> wow okay moving on <laughs> memorable cases i think as a society, we have quite a few mm-hmm. just based on public figures, the fascination, and the way the case is unfolded. I think for me personally, 
the first one that comes to mind is oj simpson yep you know and they did a show on his they did i mean they did a lot they did a lot of things and wow i i gotta say one of them i did watch a while like i was in high school probably and they showed like photos like real crime scene photos yeah i think i've seen whatever you're talking about because i have those in my brain right now yeah and i'm like wow that was maybe a step too far but like but like god i don't know you you know? know so anyways i think oj is a huge one for obvious reasons, I, I don't think there's even a need to to discuss explain that. the context. It's just interesting that that's like also just like one that's Notable. continuously like I don't know, you know who did it, who did it. One that I can think of that's like more on like the spooky side that's like unsolved mm-hmm. is the murder of the Black Dahlia, mm. and how her body was like left it was very. Um, just gives me like the creeps the fucking shivers Mm. yeah i think those are the most fascinating unsolved are frustrating as fuck because you know you want everything tied up in a pretty little bow like missing people especially oh that's that that's 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 Mm -hmm. a lot like missing how do people just go missing you know Mm -hmm. they do well, they don't, but but they do, but they do. Um, we already said this one, but more recent years, or like last year, the Gabby Petito case. That one was also it's just like epitome of today, like society and where we're at, and yeah, Casey Anthony is supposedly getting a documentary. Yeah, that was like announced like yesterday. Yeah, yeah. or two days ago. Was it? Is it Lifetime? Who's Peacock. doing it? Oh, Peacock is doing it. Peacock is doing a <sighs> documentary on Casey Anthony. I think, I don't know if everyone feels this way, but who the fuck needs to hear from this bitch anymore? I'm sorry, but like... Wasn't she in hiding? Like, stay in hiding then. The thing is, I think, like, within, like, and this is another nuance of, like, this new age, new age of, like, having a community of true crime people who, like, not only speak on the victims but also try to understand where the murderers or or the criminals are in like a mental state Mm -hmm. i think she feels comfortable enough to come out now and like has people who can empathize or can hear her like i'm sorry but but i think sob story but i think she's still gonna say she's innocent i think she's gonna allude to the fact that maybe not necessarily say like i'm guilty but I think she's going to come maybe out and say something like about... Like I wasn't the best mom. Like I wasn't the best mom. Which we know. Which we know, bitch. We're very you, well I aware. I think you hurt your child. So I think she'll allude to something. Like she will admit to something for her own fucking guilty pleasure. You know, like she's going to want to get rid of some guilt and shame from within herself. And now there's an audience that's ready to hear this type of stuff or is interested mm-hmm, at least. Mm-hmm. In the very least. You know what I mean? Which like... To be fair, yeah, I'm interested, you know? Like, what do you have to say? Yeah. Like, she knows. She knows she that knows. we're like, what do you have to say? Whether we're angry watching or, like, Yeah, either excited. hate watching or, or watching it to, like, we feel sorry for her or whatever. For I don't her. know. Yeah, that's really interesting. That case fucks me up. Yeah. There's a similar case. I forgot. I think it was, um, I'm trying to think of the 
the little girl that was taken in from her hotel room no but that one's also very memorable Mm -hmm. what was that one called i don't remember her name but i i remember the case which is unfortunate that i don't remember her name yeah that one was like an an international one too which is interesting Mm -hmm. Mm, something to touch on the u.s the u.s a lot of crime lots of crime not that the uk doesn't or any anywhere else speaking of another one Uh. um the girl who went to italy Oh, Amanda, Amanda, Amanda Knoxville. Knoxville. Knox? Knoxville. Knox. Amanda Knox. Knoxville? Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> Amanda Knox. Yeah. Which was from Seattle. I think she didn't do it. Personally. She was on a podcast recently, and I think the same. But, like, it's just... Not like, you keeping up the... But it's so sketchy, dude. That's what I'm saying. Can you imagine being on that side of, like, I didn't do it. And the whole, like, there's enough evidence to, like, create doubt. I, I, like, I think also this is, like, maybe not, I don't want to say she was not smart enough to, like, fucking fabricate this whole thing in a way that, like, oh, yeah. works out for her. I think it just sounded like too much fucking work for her to, for like, her to really, do all that. Yeah. Like, you would really have to hate who you were with to do something in that way. Or just fucking crazy. Some people are, yeah, I mean. But maybe. I never know, but. The one I was thinking of, I forgot what. It's, it's a just, little girl? It's a little boy oh. who was. It was, it was similar to the Gypsy Rose case mm. where his mom at the time. Huh? His mom has Munchausen's? Yes. Mm. Her last name was something Spears. Like her name and then Spears. Mm, I don't remember I can't remember. I recently listened to it. Let me see if I can find it. Oh, Lacey Spears. Lacey Spears. I'm not sure I've heard that one. I forgot what her child's name was. See, and that's another thing. Some of the notoriety is in the criminal. Is in the criminal. Never and the not victim. the victim's. Yeah. That's really true. Oh, her, her kid's name was Garnett. Garnett. Yeah, she... What is it called again? Munchausen's. Munchausen's? Mm-hmm. I can... I would never would think of that. It's it just... with an M. Yeah. But before she had a child, though, she was taking care of these kids, mm-hmm. and um, she would, like, offer her babysitting basically for free, which, like, sketchy, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah, what the... And... Like, she would take care of them, which was fine, but uh, these kids were starting to get, like, ear infections every time they were with her. And the parents wouldn't put it, like, wouldn't put it together. And then right. when they did, she would, like, just go and to do it to a like, different family. Oh, I need to go now. Yeah, and she'd do it to a different family Why? until finally she just, like, was like, I don't want to take care of anybody else's kid anymore. I want to have my own kid. And she orchestrated herself to get pregnant in a very, like, specific way. That's how you know you're very ill yeah like super well, she, premeditated not to like be like dig too deep on her side but like she was abandoned a lot as a kid and so See, like sometimes they get they get into that backstory they get into backstory and like, but uh, it, i think it's important because like the backstory is no important. one no one is just crazy mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. i mean maybe no no i mean for the most part though it, everything comes back to trauma mm-hmm. that case though fucked me up yeah i think children cases really yeah I mean, John Bonet. John Bonet. That was That's also very notable. Do you think it was the brother? Yeah, I think the I think the parents and the parents covered up. Yep. <sighs> Crazy how we. Just I hate don't... that. Like, there's a conspiracy about like it being culty and like culty. the dad was like in a cult and like oh, really? circus sacrifice and shit. See where people take it, which maybe it's dumb. true. Maybe it's true. I don't fucking know. I'm not trying to say anything. The Petersons, and I'm saying the Petersons because there's so many Petersons. That have Petersons. killed. What Petersons? Yeah. Lacey Peterson. Lacey Peterson. Why is that? He so? killed his wife, his pregnant wife. Oh. The staircase guy, his last name is Peterson. Yeah. I forgot his first name. The Kendrick Don- Johnson case. Mm. That's sad. That was really sad. 
like the picture of him inside the gym mat is it like is it just evidence so that the public is like outraged like yeah what the fuck i think i think that's part of it for sure that fucking that yeah. one sucks but it they all suck but that one hurt it's just like incredible oh my god i don't know her name the one where she is the only black woman at a sleepover with all oh, those Oh, that one is also still, like, there's still a lot of her family and people who loved her. Tamala Horsford. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that, that one, that one I'm still very, like, interested in. Well, because it's, like, it's still current enough and, like, it, it just feels like you're so close because it's, like, it's current. We know all the people involved as far as we know. It also you know? is just like, this woman didn't deserve anything. She just also, like, it doesn't make sense that she just fell over, you know? Yeah, and, like, didn't she call the husband, like, an hour prior? Mm-hmm. That she was, like, I don't know if it was, like, that she was worried that they didn't like her or something. Like, no. there was already weird tension, though, between her and no, the other No, there was, woman. but I don't, I think she called him to say goodnight or something. Like, mm-hmm. just, like, see you in the morning. Yeah, so it wasn't like it was very much like she's not trying to commit suicide at this lady's house. Well, I think they, I think they, um, what is it called? They like declared it. They they declared it to be an accident. That like mm-hmm. she accidentally fell over. It wasn't like that. Like she committed suicide or anything. Oh. It was like an accidental fall. I mean, it's 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 hard. I can't even imagine being the people who make these decisions and these calls, like being the autopsy person or a detective or the prosecutor, the DA. Like these are very important jobs, and that's a lot of pressure. Yeah, which like all power to them. That's a lot of pressure. But I guess let's just get <laughs> get, get into, into our, our favorite creators. creators because there's so many cases. But I think top of mind, like one that is. One podcast that is my favorite right now is called Small Town Dicks, and it's the woman who's the voice of Lisa Simpson. Her podcast has two detectives from Small Town USA, as they like to say, so it's anonymous who they are, but they are detectives. One's retired, and they're twin brothers, and they basically just talk about the back end and the actual work that goes into solving cases, which I find really interesting because most of the content that's out there is very much like from a society point of view like this yeah. is all research like, i found this is all the public information i could find yeah so not not to say that any of these cases that they worked on are major cases but i almost find it more interesting to hear about not that they're mundane at all but like not the widespread the yeah like yeah. they are just what's going on in the world or in the usa and yeah it's really cool to see like the the thought process because it'll be like we got a call this is the 911 call this is how we got the person this is the conversation and this is why we asked questions like this and this is why we treated them like this or so do they go through only cases they have done yeah and then they'll have guests so like other detectives from other parts of the u.s Mm -hmm. come on and just recently i listened to an episode that i thought was really interesting and it was a guy who was actually convicted of a crime they had him on the podcast and he, when he was 14 years old, he murdered a 60-year-old man, and he had just gotten out. He served 18 years, and it was just a really interesting perspective, Perspective, I yeah. I found it, like, really insightful to hear his side of things, and even the cops were like, you know, like, I really respect you owning up to what you did, and, like, hearing hearing what you have to say, because he was very much like, I don't feel entitled to any of the things I have 
being free. He's like, I feel like I had to earn them. And rightfully so. Like, I did something awful to someone. And, like, now I just have to advocate for people in jail because, you know, if we're releasing people to the world again, we need to have, like, actual reforming happening in jail and programs that are helpful, which, like, you know, comes into all the tax dollars and all that, you know, stuff. But it's true. Like, if we want to save for society... You can't make the inside of prison, like, a shit show and people just kill each other or get worse. I think it's, like, as a society, we've, like, gotten so comfortable with, like, just wanting to punish the criminals versus, like, like I said, everything fucking probably comes from trauma. Mm. And, like, rehabbing people. I understand that, like, you know, there's lives lost and stuff. And that's definitely, like, there's, like, a very thin like line of and it's not black and white yeah like it's just i think overall if we want things to change it's rehabbing and changing the way that people are going to live their lives coming out or even if they're not coming out how can we make them better in inside like it's no longer like i think prison started as like a thing at least to put people to put people but like now we're calling it like a rehab like we want to rehab people but like it's not happening we gotta we have to put those like things in place of like and it starts, I think it's, it, this is like a whole other topic, but like it starts from the very fucking beginning of mm. like teaching young children how to emote. Like, yeah, he was to, talking about how he learned empathy in prison. That's insane. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'll link it because I thought that episode was really interesting, which isn't the entirety of the podcast. Yeah. Um, it was like a very rare episode, but that's one of my favorites. As, I don't really listen to like podcasting. I know that you do, so you mm-hmm. can maybe speak more on that, but a creator that i really enjoy is kendall ray kendall ray yeah um she's one of those that i feel like speaks on current ones and is helpful is very helpful and like her mission is to to help solve cases almost i think she does a really good job of being sensitive giving a lot of good background information she has actual family members like either in her videos or Mm -hmm. giving her information yeah it's very direct to like the source of Mm -hmm. like what's going on and i think that that's she does it just very well yeah she does i enjoy kendall ray as well yeah bailey sarian i think we both like and she's one of those where i think about personality Personality, yeah she definitely i don't know like ups the ante with like her background in the videos Mm -hmm. and like she'll do her makeup i don't know if she does it in all of them anymore I think there's, she has, like, a series. She also has her own podcast now. Is it the podcast with the video and she's, like, set up? Like, she... Yeah. The history one the or history something? The history one. So, she, I think also, like, in speaking about, like, how much can you do as a creator? Like, mm. I think she maybe also started to feel a little bit down on speaking about so much murder that, like, she started to speak on, like, just dark history of, like, the U.S. Dark history, there it is. And, like, just, like, the wrongful prosecutions prosecutions or or just like situations and just like interesting little tidbits of like history yeah but anyway she yeah she's a very personal like personable person on on that like platform she'll Um, make jokes that like everyone's thinking but maybe wouldn't say because it's considered like a dark joke or i think she also just had her research i think is very good too Mm -hmm. yeah she's very thorough bella Fiori. Fiori. I don't... Does she still do it I don't Mondays? know that she still do it, if she still does it. I like She was good, though. I think I think she's another very, like, yeah. research-driven person and was yeah. really good to watch. 
I also watched Eleanor Neal on YouTube. She is British, I think. So she kind of does like a lot of British cases, which I enjoy. Yeah. But she'll do like US cases too. But I feel like she is very factual. I really love her accent, which is very surface level, but it (laughs) just makes it really like engaging. Yeah. I mean, the podcasts that I think everyone knows is like Crime Junkies, Morbid. God, Crime Junkies came out with like 8 million podcasts under their network. Oh, sure. I'm sure. I haven't got into it, but I'm sure there's like now TikTok creators that do it in a smaller mm, like sense. mini-sodes or something. Yeah. Kind of how like Tuffy does pop culture. I think like there's probably somebody out there who does yeah a series recaps. Of sorts. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. So if you if you know any of those, let us know. We'll follow mm. them on TikTok. But yeah, that's. I think that's all I, I can think of. Yeah. Gotta love a classic Dateline as well. Mm-hmm. Twenty twenty. I know. Well, hopefully you found some of this relatable or just like you're on the same page as us. Like what's what's the right thing to do as a society when it comes to true crime? And, you know, I think we're closer to a balance than not. So I agree. Yeah. But we'll see you guys in our next episode, which is our 100th episode. Check us out. Stay tuned for that one. We're very excited. And yeah, we'll see you guys next week. (laughs) Bye.